0: Welcome back to the Perfectly Honest Podcast. I'm Kiana and today I am solo. I'm going to do a solo episode for you guys and not going to lie, my heart is like pounding to the point where, you know, when you're about to like bear your testimony in sacrament meeting, for those of you who are members of the Church of Jesus Christ of Latter-day Saints, um, we have this opportunity to bear our testimony once a month where we just talk about you know, what we know to be true, what we believe to be true. Anyways, I'm having like those big heart pounds and kind of shaky hands, which is really funny. So I'm excited to dive in to today's episode, which is about, oddly enough, minimalism. Um, So something that has really been on my mind is the story of Mary and Martha. So let's dive into the New Testament. I'm in Luke 10 And we'll start at verse 38. It reads, Now it came to pass, as they went, they entered into a certain village, and a certain woman named Martha received him into her house. And she had a sister called Mary, which also sat at Jesus' feet and heard his word. But Martha was cumbered about much serving and came to him and said, Lord, dost thou not care that my sister hath left me to serve alone? Bid her therefore that she help me. And Jesus answered and said unto her, Martha, Martha, thou art careful and troubled about many things, but one thing is needful and Mary hath chosen that good part, which shall not be taken away from her. Uh, So this story has really been on my mind in the last couple months as um, we've welcomed a lot of people into our home for dinner and for various gatherings as I've stepped into my role as a mother and wife more fully. I'm not going to lie. It's really easy for me to get caught up in all of the stuff, all of the the to-dos, all of the chores, all of the laundry that needs to be folded, the dishes that need to be done. Just so focused on managing and taking care of so many items. And it was really starting to take a toll on me. I mean, I... I couldn't focus, I couldn't be like present with my family unless the house was picked up and the dishes were put away and it, or the laundry was folded and it just felt like this never ending cycle of managing items and moving objects around the home. And it just made me feel very much like Martha in the story, very much troubled with, you know, many important things, (laughs) troubled and careful about many things, but oh, how I long to be like Mary, to just be able to sit at the Savior's feet, to just be able to sit down with Coleman and play, to just be able to sit down with Michael and play a card game or chat. And I, I was just feeling so much weight and I've heard of minimalism, as you have probably as well. I remember vividly, I think I was 19 or almost 19. um, It was right before I left for college, and I watched a documentary about minimalism. It was on Netflix, but they were like extreme minimalists, like everything I own can fit in one suitcase. I don't own like very much furniture except for maybe a chair. And that was not very appealing. I thought they had cool ideas, but that was like, okay, that is very, very extreme. <laughs> and over the past year, I've, I've seen a lot of videos on YouTube about moms utilizing minimalism as a tool um, to make their lives better. And one person in particular who has really inspired me, her name is Madison Gray. Um, she has a lot of great videos on YouTube if you want to check her out. But she recommended this book called The Minimalist Home by Joshua Becker. And I just got finished reading it uh, a couple weeks ago. And right now, Michael and I were preparing to move. And as I was reading this book, I thought, what would make this move so much easier is if we just got rid of like most of our stuff, like if we just didn't have to pack so much stuff. And so once I, I got the The decluttering bug, (laughs) the spark, lit in me from reading um, Joshua Becker's book. And he walks through how to declutter each room in your home, which I thought was very, very helpful. If you're interested, definitely check out that book. It's a really good, just step-by-step, how to make the most use of your home. So uh, the declutter bug hit and... I just started a donation pile and here we are like two weeks later and we've taken four trunk loads of stuff to the donation center, to the thrift store. And I am just shocked that we even had that much stuff to begin with, but that we've had that much stuff that we've parted with and we haven't missed it or regretted it at all. I can't even remember most of the stuff that we've donated And I, each load that we've taken out of the house, I just felt more and more free, more and more present, Um, just this light, carefree, almost like contentment that I felt as a child when it wasn't my stuff that I had to worry about that was in the home. And my mom has always kept a really cozy great home. Um, but you know, it's, it's different when you're in someone else's home. It's different when you're surrounded with your own stuff and you're just constantly looking at it all the time. I guess something else that goes into this is I'm someone who gets very, um, overstimulated very easily. I, I didn't recognize it until recently since I've been a mom, but Looking back at my childhood, I remember I'd go shopping with my mom and we wouldn't be that far into our shopping trip and I'd be like, "Mom, I'm tired. Mom, I don't feel so good. I have a headache." And I've come to realize that like shopping when, you know, you're surrounded by those bright lights and there's so many things to look at, it's very overstimulating. And then, you know, I become a mother and not only is there all of the stuff in my in my environment to look at and manage but now there's a whole cute human being to take care of and he has wants and desires and he has a voice and then there's my phone that's constantly trying to grab my attention and you know emails to get back to text messages to get back to there were just so many things grabbing my attention all at once I felt like each and every day I was at a breaking point. I felt like each and every day I needed to take like a 10 minute break every hour. It felt like Like I needed breathing room for my life and I I didn't want to feel like that anymore. Um, And another thing, you know when you're going on vacation and you're at a hotel or an Airbnb and it just feels so relaxing and you just have what you have in your suitcase and it's enough it's sufficient for what you need and then you come back to reality and it's oh back to the managing your items back to managing all this stuff that you have and I just wanted more of that feeling that you get when you're on vacation more of that just relaxing I want my home to be A place of rest. I want it to be a place of refuge. I want it to be a place where I can be so present with my family, and that we can feel the spirit in our home. And I think those were the really, really big motivating factors in starting. I don't know if I want to call it a minimalist journey, um, but definitely a decluttering journey. Honestly, I. This was the tool that I have been looking for for a while and I didn't know it until I put it into practice of just living with less so that I can feel more. So that I can slow down and enjoy motherhood. I don't have to be so caught up in the hustle and bustle and the consumerism that is ever so prevalent in our society and these messages that we need more to be more and to be more happy when really I think the key is having and owning less and honestly I think it's been one of the things to like cure my anxiety my mom anxiety I just want to kind of dive into what that has looked like in my different relationships so starting with my relationship with my son so Coleman is almost 17 months when this episode comes out he'll be 17 months okay I know my mom's going to say, I hate when people say, count their babies um, age in months. He's a year and a half. Are you happy, mom? I love you. (laughs) So once I started decluttering, I instantly saw a change in Coleman. And I don't know if that is a result of what changes were taking place inside me in my mental, emotional well-being, my ability to regulate better, but all of a sudden, Coleman was playing better. He had just, I don't know, this carefree exploration. He didn't feel that decision fatigue that I think we so often feel as humans. There's so many decisions that we can make each and every day because there's so many options that are presented to us. Like for example, like you want to watch a show with your family and there's a billion movies not only on Netflix, but then you have all your other streaming services. And it's it's overwhelming. It's exhausting. And then, you know, pile that on top of, oh, what am I going to eat today? What am I going to wear today? What am I going to play with today? There's just a lot of decisions to make each day. So I think by decluttering Coleman's um, toys and his clothes, he felt so much more peace and like he could see what was in front of him and he was picking up toys and just playing so independently and so beautifully. And it just made my mom heart so happy. (laughs) And along with that, he has been sleeping better. I don't know if that's a side effect of the changes we've been making in the home, but I feel like since he's been better able to play, feeling less anxious when he plays and more in the zone, He has been tiring himself out and he's been resting so much better. And the last thing is that he has become such a good communicator. And I think it's because we've just cut out so much noise in our home. We don't own a TV anymore. We still like to enjoy watching like shows and movies on our projector, but there's just less going on, less noise, less options. And so he has found his way of communicating. He's been like talking more, which is the cutest thing in the whole world. He started giving us these affirmative answers. Like we say, Oh, do you want to go outside? And he goes, yeah. And he gets like so excited and it just melts your heart. I'm trying to think of what else he does. He's just so, so cute. He starts blowing kisses when he says goodbye. And when he wants to go to sleep. He started giving us kisses. He tugs on my arm and then walks me over to the thing that he wants to see or explore, or he knocks on the door when he wants to leave. He's just gotten so good at telling us what he wants and what he needs. And I really do attribute that to clearing up our space. Moving on to my relationship with Michael. One of the first days that I started decluttering. Um, The next day, Coleman was taking the most perfect nap. He slept for three hours. (laughs) Michael got home from work and, no, he got home from class. (laughs) And instead of feeling like I needed to be go, go, going and I needed, oh, I need to pick up the living room and get everything in order. I need to do the dishes. All of a sudden, I just felt stillness and I was able just to sit down and chat with him. And then we played a card game, and it was so, so fun. And I don't know if Michael would attest to this. We've only talked briefly about it, but I feel like we've had such more meaningful conversations throughout our day. We feel like we um, are more present with each other, even when Coleman is around. I think there's this idea that's going around a lot in... um, in social media, in the marriage and family world, that you have to be away from your children in order to feel close to your spouse. And I advocate for date nights. I think date nights are great, but I don't think that you need all of this precious alone. Like alone time is also really good. I don't think you need copious amounts of alone time in order to feel close to your spouse. I think that can coexist with being with your children. I don't think you need to be alone to be a wife and a husband, if that makes sense. Anyways, so we have just been really enjoying our quality time, even when Coleman is awake and trying to grab our attention. We've just all been interacting so much better, and we've also, me and Michael, have been way more intimate and just kissing so much more, and it's it's just such a beautiful season, and I'm, I really do attribute it to this journey that we've been on of getting rid of most of our things. And lastly... I would say that it has improved my relationship with with God and with our Savior, Jesus Christ. I think there's so much noise in the world, so much grabbing our attention. And funny enough, my mom actually sent me this picture she saw at Deseret Book. It's like a painting and it's called Hold to the Rod. And it's this picture of this little man and he's holding on to his, all of his possessions. All of them are strapped to his body and he is just filled with so much stuff and he's looking up at the rod and he can't reach it because he's so weighed down by all of his stuff. And um, for those of you who may not be members of the church, uh, we have this, this story in the Book of Mormon about the tree of life and holding on to the iron rod. The iron rod represents the word of God. And so I think sometimes we get so caught up with the noise and the objects of this world that we are so weighed down that we can't hold on and cling to the word of God like we want to. So I've noticed with with getting rid of so many things that I have been way more peaceful. I have been able to find true rest and true joy. And I've been so much more in tune with the whisperings of the Holy Spirit and I cannot be like grateful enough I think minimalism when used as a tool to you know improve your life it really 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 can bless you <laughs> and I know I didn't really walk through like a how to be a minimalist like I think there's plenty of resources out there already that you can dive into um and i named a few in this episode but i just know that it is something that god has led me to as a tool to help me find the joy and stillness and rest in this season of motherhood that i have been so desperately craving and i will forever be grateful to heavenly father for leading me to these to these resources and teaching me this lesson so young in my motherhood journey because I know it's something I'm going to take with me as we um, introduce more children into the world and as we grow our family and um, yeah I'm just I just want to shout it from the rooftops I think with living living with less does not does not mean you have to get rid of your beloved family heirloom that's been in the family forever like you can keep the things that are meaningful to you and it doesn't mean that you have to get rid of all of your comforts it's just looking around and seeing what isn't useful to you and what's just taking up visual space because whatever's taking up visual space is taking up mental space and we could all use a lot more mental space <laughs> so thank you guys so much for being here with me for this solo episode it was a little weird just to talk to the microphone by myself and not have michael by my side but also therapeutic and I'm just really grateful for all of our listeners. It really means a lot to us when we hear feedback from you guys and to know that people are actually out there listening. So we love you so much and Michael will be here for the next episode. Bye.